Welcome to the Profitable Nutritionist Podcast, where your host and fellow nutritional therapy practitioner, Andrea Nordling, teaches you how to grow a sustainable, impactful, and consistently profitable health and wellness practice by following her proven formula. All right, let's talk making it easy today. I actually had a different podcast planned that I was going to record for you today, but over the last week, something has happened. I'm building it up too much. This is really not that critical, but I had a conversation is what I should say. There was a conversation that took place between me and one of my students in my program that prompted me to tell her, oh my gosh, this has to be a podcast episode (laughs) immediately. (laughs) And so I think that we had to have a short discussion today on making it really easy. What the heck am I talking about? Okay, let's backtrack. First of all, I had the infamous sickness that is all of the rage to talk about the last two years in the fall. So at the end of October, I was sick for about 14 days, actually had a fever that just did not want to go away. The reason that that is important for you to know is because I now find myself in January and in February, into February, losing a ton of my hair, like an excessive amount of my hair is falling out all the time. I say all the time, I mean all the time. Like think about when you clean out your hairbrush and you haven't cleaned out your hairbrush in a really long time and you do and you have that big rat's nest of hair, like that times two or three every single time I shower. It's really gross. So it's concerning. What I'm trying to say is, is it's concerning. I feel fine. Everything else feels fine. But it's an indication of vanity, I suppose, that I'm getting <laughs> I'm getting very alarmed and trying to solve this problem when it comes to my hair and my hair is falling out. Like a third of my hair is falling out. So I was telling my students this on a coaching call. I was saying, oh, they said something about my hair. And I was like, my hair, I'm surprised there's any left. It's all falling out. And so we had a little brief discussion about this. Now, I just want to be clear. In my program, we talk about business. We don't talk about health protocols typically. But this just was kind of a one-off conversation that happened at the beginning of a coaching call while I was waiting for a few more people to jump on the Zoom. And so (laughs) my hair got brought up into the conversation. And there were a few suggestions from some very smart and genius students of mine about what to do. And I took those suggestions. I said, yes, thank you. And I had gotten some emails from some of them a few days later about there was podcasts about this. Apparently, this is a phenomenon about people losing their hair after having a prolonged fever. It's like an inflammation response that happens a few months later after prolonged fever. So there's podcasts about it. There's people writing about it. There are people solving this problem. And my students had sent me some of these resources. So I had ordered a bunch of supplements. I had, you know, gotten all of the collagen, all of the things. Anyway, long story long, I had one student that reached out to me with, and she had had this suggestion while we were on our call about getting my thyroid levels tested, just to have a baseline of that. And she followed up with an email, which was the sweetest email. And she was just like, I'm just thinking about you and I just have to send this your way just so I can sleep better tonight. And she gave me some ideas about things I could do to get this testing done. And I love her for that. So if she's listening to this, thank you. What came up in my brain though, when I got this email was like, this is just too hard. Oh my gosh, this is so hard. And I even had said this when she suggested it on our Zoom call before we got into business coaching. I was like, oh, that just feels so hard. I don't, oh, I'm feeling a lot of resistance to that. 
And I was so interested about my reaction because I really don't want to lose all of my hair. I have I don't want to be wearing hats for the next year while I'm waiting for my hair to grow back. And it's an alarming amount of hair that I'm losing. So this is a real possibility. And I really do want to solve this problem. So, you know, I'm vain, I guess. Let's just call it what it is. So my point of saying that is that this is a real problem I really want to solve. And she's offering me a solution to the problem. And my instinct is like, oh, that sounds so hard. I don't want it to be hard. And I was really curious about that. And so this is when I told her in the response to the email that she sent. I said, this has to be a podcast episode because I have a problem I really want to solve and you're giving me a very simple solution to it. And I am still coming up with a lot of resistance and thinking it's going to be hard and that I don't want to do it. And I would like to think that I'm a pretty like perfect client for a lot of people. I'm resourceful. I do what I'm told to do. I'm not afraid to make investments in things that are going to work. I would like to think I'm a pretty solid client that someone would want to have. And yet I'm like, it just sounds too hard. And I just wanted to delete the email and I wanted to pretend I never saw it. And I didn't want to have to go get lab testing done. Very, very curious about that because as I think I am a pretty solid client in every other regard, I'm like, what is it about this that just seems hard to me and what would feel easy? So I thought about that a little bit. I'm like, now, what kind of offer could be made around this solution that would feel easy to me? And to be clear, this is no reflection on my student and her offering (laughs) at all because she was just trying to help me with a problem that I had off the cuff. But I thought about this so much because it was just like, why am I resistant to it? All right. So I thought, what if the next step was so easy that I couldn't not take it? Like, what if the email had come through and it was like, Andrea, I have the total solution for you. Everything's going to be handled. We have some lab tests we're going to look at. I'm going to look at your results and I'm going to tell you exactly what you need to do next. All you need to do is click this link and it's going to prompt you to set up the test through this one link. Okay, this is just one example that came to mind. I was like, okay, now if that was it, if all I had to do was just click one link and like set up a test or if I had to pay for something, if I had to do just this one thing, I totally would do it. Because that would seem so simple and doable and easy and anybody can handle doing one task, right? But it doesn't feel like that to me. I feel like, oh my gosh, I have to schedule this lab test. I have to go get it taken. Does it get sent to me? Do I have to go find a clinic? Oh, that feels really hard. I don't know where there's a clinic here. We're traveling. That seems like a big deal. Uh, I don't know. Am I going to have to do a bunch of research about where clinics are around here or like where these facilities are? Am I going to have to send something in? That sounds hard. I have to send something. I'm not sure if I have to send something, but maybe I do. And this just all feels very overwhelming. And cut and done, right? (laughs) I'm just like, I'm checked out and I don't want to figure it out and I don't want to think about it anymore. And honestly, it has nothing to do with price. It has nothing to do with anything. I'm looking back at the email she sent and she's just said, you know, just to know where you're at with your thyroid. Here's the basic things I would look for. I don't upsell the tests. The middleman is this and this you know, depending on what one is close to you is what we'll go to in Florida. Let me know what you want to do. So it was very straightforward. It's in, and the tone of it is like, I'll help you. We'll just get this done. Wonderful. And I'm so grateful. So this is nothing like no reflection on her offer at all. She's just trying to help out a friend, but I'm like, okay, now what would this, what would make this an irresistible offer? That's so easy for me that has nothing to do with price or expense, because I think that that's where our mind tends to go to as far as making an offer good for our clients. We want it to be cheap. We want it to be a discount or we want them to feel like they're getting a really good deal. And I'm telling you, that is not the place to bring your mind when you're thinking about an offer. If price was no 
factor whatsoever. Because I'm telling you, price for me is not a factor. I really want to keep my hair. I'm not I'm not pinching pennies over here. That has nothing to do with, with any hesitance on my part. So take that out of your mind. Your clients feel the same. Not all of them, but many of them. Plenty of them to fill your practice feel the same. Price is not a consideration. So take that out of your mind of anything that you need to factor into your offer. Then what is it? that needs to be included in your offer to make it so easy and doable? And how do you need to talk about it so your potential clients think and feel like this is so easy and doable, I can do this, it's so simple, they already have the process figured out for me, I just have to do this one next step, everything is going to be so streamlined for me, I don't even need to think about it, I don't need to do any further research, I don't need to know anything that I don't know right now because they already have it handled. Like, What kind of offer would that look like? What would you charge and what would you make available to your clients and what would you personally take on? I think this is kind of interesting. I'm going off the cuff here, but I was reading a book this week that was fantastic and it was all about offers. And one of the things that he suggested in the book, and I loved this exercise of just taking your brain to possibilities you hadn't considered. He said, what if you take your current offer and you were going to 10x the price of it 10 times? What would you do differently with that offer if you were going to charge 10 times the price? What would you change? What level of service would you offer? What kind of concierge feeling would your clients get? And what would you provide for them if you were going to 10x the offer? So I was like, that's really interesting. And then conversely, because we want to stretch our brains in the opposite direction as well, what would you edit your offer down to and how would you completely simplify it if you were going to charge one-tenth of what you currently offer or what you currently sell for? Like, oh, that's so fun. So I did this exercise for myself and I thought about what a 10x would be and what a one-tenth would be. And I got very clear on what the absolute essentials, the simplest components are. And then also, what is the most lavish, like, just do do it for me experience that that would be like for my clients. And I'm thinking about that as I'm trying to get my hair back. <laughs> my clients trying to help me and I'm like, no, it's not easy enough. But what the heck is easy enough? So this is coming up for me right now, very much in real time. And I'm finding it to be so fascinating because I'm just in this place of wanting to solve a problem, wanting to pay someone to help me do it. I don't want to overthink it. I don't want to have to to figure it out myself. I just want it to, I just like want someone to take my credit card and just make it happen. You know what I'm saying? Your clients are the same way. Maybe not all of them, but maybe plenty of them. And you're not thinking about them. If you're only ever thinking about the price and the price as being the only reason that people will or will not buy from you and will or will not hire you, if price is the only thing that your brain is offering you as a reason, then you're not think, asking the right questions to yourself. And that's just, in my opinion, kind of lazy marketing thinking is thinking that price is the determining factor. Because if price is the determining factor, then we're all screwed because then we're all selling at Walmart and it's a race to the bottom. And it's not, and it shouldn't be. And our clients don't actually want it to be. From, from one really best client to another, <laughs> I don't want to pay the cheapest. I want to get the results the easiest and the fastest for me, which is the exact same as your clients and probably the same for you too. But I love the way that we think that a money objection is like the end-all be-all thing. The end-all be-all reason. If you ever have a consultation with a prospective client, you give them your rates and they're like, oh, I got to think about it. I got to ask my husband, whatever that, you know, whatever that objection is. And then they come back and just say, it's too much. It's just too much for right now, maybe later. It's a money objection. Then what happens 
is we think, okay, I got a discount. I got to figure out a cheaper way. Maybe I should make them a different offer if they just start with less time for less investment up front. And I just want to offer, what if that was not actually the reason that they said no, but the real reason they said no was just because it wasn't easy enough or they didn't see the value or they just weren't sure they could really get the results, just hadn't been totally abundantly clear that it was possible for them to get the results. Maybe they were confused about the process. Could be any number of things that have nothing to do with money, but money is just the easiest way to end a conversation. To be honest, we all do this. I bet you've done it too. At some point or another, you just said, nah, it's just too expensive right now to end a sales conversation that you didn't want to have. Can we just be honest? We all probably have done this. But that doesn't mean that it was actually the reason, right? But when we're the one leading the sales conversation and we have a potential client that gives us objection, we tend to forget that it's a choice to believe that story or to not believe that story. And I want you to just think about it a little bit differently. I'm thinking about it differently right now as I'm on the client side of it. So let's just think about the fact that it's not the price. The price is not too high and you don't need to discount or sell anything less expensive. That's not the reason. Okay, just take my word for it because it isn't the reason. In fact, it is way easier to sell expensive things than it is to sell free or cheap things. I want you to really hear me when I say that, so I'm going to repeat it. It is way easier to sell expensive things than it is to sell free or cheap things. And you know that this is true too because you still have to sell the heck out of your free stuff. It can be an uphill battle to sell your free consultations or your valuable free content and freebie on your website that should be such a no-brainer if price was really the determining factor, right? You shouldn't have to sell that. If price is the only thing that's up for debate here, that's the reason that someone will or will not do something, then free should win every day, that everybody should do it. There should be nobody who sees that offer and doesn't take it. But it's not true at all. In fact, you have to sell those free things way harder than the expensive stuff, which is crazy, but it's just human nature. It's true. Now, I'm going to offer that the reason someone will or will not buy is always because of your thoughts. It's not because of the price. It's because of your thoughts. So if you're going into a sales conversation or writing sales copy for your website or emails to send to your potential clients, and you're having the thought, they're going to think this is too expensive, then your copy and the words that you say on a consult call and the words that you say to humans in the world that you are hoping are going to refer your services, what is actually going to happen is it's going to repel them because they're going to feel that energy of you thinking, oh, they already think I'm not going to buy. I already think it's too expensive. Maybe it is too expensive. So you can feel that from the words that we say, the actual words that come out of our mouth or get typed on the interwebs. We can feel that. It's from our thoughts. And that's the best news ever because you can change your thoughts. <laughs> you can't change someone else's thoughts, but you can change yours, which changes the entire experience for your potential clients. So now if you have a thought about your price that is like, this is a no-brainer for them because it's not expensive. Guess what that inspires? That inspires a feeling of like complacency for you. You're going to feel kind of cocky if you think that like, this is so cheap. It's a no-brainer for them. And then what do you do when you're cocky or complacent about your marketing and about your offer? Well, you don't talk about it very much. 
You don't market the hell out of it, that's for sure. You don't make it irresistible and make that offer even better for clients like me that just want the easiest possible (laughs) solution and and I just want to click a button and basically have it done for me. Don't make it irresistible for clients like me. You're not doing exercises like the one-tenth and the 10x exercise because you think that price is the only thing that matters. If you're having that thought, like this is a no-brainer because it's cheap. And then you don't get creative with how to talk about it to your best clients. You don't try new copy ideas. You don't ask a lot of questions of people when they don't buy because you're just assuming that price is the only factor. So you're not exploring all of the other things. You're not getting really granular with what you can do better and how you can serve your clients better that is ultimately going to sell your offer better. But you're not even thinking of those things. You're like, nah, price is the only thing. And this is as low as it's going to get. It's a no-brainer for them. It's cheap. It's fine. No, you're not thinking of all the other reasons that people want it and it will change their life if you're already having that thought. And then, of course, the result is that you don't sell that much and you don't grow in your skill set as a practitioner because you're not growing. You're not you're not pushing yourself. You're not thinking of new angles. And What haven't I said yet? And what do they actually want? Hmm, what might be the reason if price wasn't the determining factor here? What would be the reason that people say yes or say no to my offer? That's what I want you to think about. And I know I came kind of in a like a roundabout right way in this episode with my example on my hair falling out, but it really is striking to me how as a potential client coming at it, I just was having that experience of like, will someone make it just so easy for me that I can't say no? And I think that that's what all of our clients want, honestly. They price like it's totally out of the equation. They just want to know, can you make this so easy for me that I actually couldn't even say no? In this book I was reading, it was like make an offer so good that people feel dumb saying no. That's so good, right? And I also want to add to this, and I've said this many times, but I, I think it's pertinent here. If you are having the belief that price is the determining factor and it's the number one filter for your clients on if they work with you or not, that is they're going to mirror that back to you, okay? Our clients, as we know, are always going to mirror our beliefs back to us. So if you're having that belief, then guess who's going to be coming to you? It's going to be the people that are only concerned about price. What's going to happen if you have that belief that's going to come across in the conversations that you have, it's going to come across on your website, it's going to come across in your copy, in your emails or social media posts or anything, anywhere that you're talking to humans on the planet, that's going to come across if you believe that. And then people are going to message you or they'll email you before they set up a consult with you and say, what is your price? I want to book a consult, but I want to know what your price is first. And that's an indication to you that they're picking up on your belief that price is the only thing that matters. Now, the tricky thing about that is that when this happens to you, what it seems like and what your brain will tell you is, see, price is the only thing people care about. And it like reinforces that belief hardcore. It creates so much evidence for it, and then you believe it even more, and you think, I have to discount. Oh my gosh, see, they're not going to buy because they already think it's expensive. We haven't even talked about what results they're going to get yet, but they already think it's expensive. I better have a discount ready for them. Better have a plan B ready before I go on to that call. Think about that. That's what your brain is doing, but really what's happening there is the potential client is just mirroring back to you the belief that you had that they're going to think it's too expensive. Okay, so just want you to be really onto yourself when this happens. And this happens to many people. Nothing is going wrong if this is happening to you or has happened to you. (laughs) Fantastic coaching call with a student that this is exactly what happened to her. First, she wanted to get coached on her pricing. And she was like, I need to talk about my price. I want to make sure that this package is 
priced appropriately. We did this whole thing on the pricing. And she's like, well, the, the thing is, is that two people have booked consults this week. So I know they're excited about it, but both of them didn't want to get on the call until I told them the price. So how do I get around that? And then we just laughed so hard. And I was like, well, it's your thoughts about your price. Of course, you need to change your thoughts about it. And we have a, a process that we do that. You need to collect, intentionally collect a lot of evidence for why your price is the best price for your clients. And so we go through a lot of a lot of steps for how to actually get on board with that and sell yourself on your own offer before you go sell it to someone else. So all is not lost. If this is happening to you, I just want to say people are very kindly just reflecting your beliefs back to you about price. I know we talk about price a lot. We talk about money a lot. And I think it's important because this slows a lot of really talented and ambitious practitioners down and it doesn't have to. It's honestly just your thoughts. These are just thought patterns in your brain and we have been conditioned for a very long time to believe that price is the most important factor. So to unlearn that and to really change the belief patterns around that, it just it takes a conscious effort, right? It's not a big deal, though. As soon as you can slow down with this and realize that price isn't the reason that your best clients are going to say yes or no, then you open yourself up to all of the possibilities of the reasons why they would say yes or no that have nothing to do with price. And that's when your offer is going to get so good that people would just feel dumb saying no to it. It's when you're going to sell a lot more. It's when you are going to be working with the highest caliber clients because they want to be there. They want the transformation that you're helping them get. They want it so bad. They are ready. And you have provided a vessel for them and a container for them to get that transformation that they're not getting anywhere else. And they are all in. Now, I will say that I would love to challenge you to make that offer as simple as possible for your people. It's the whole point of this episode, right? Make it as simple, stupid simple as you possibly can for them. Like click a link here. I'm going to take care of everything else. <laughs> if that's possible, then do that. I would love to hear a lot of perspectives on this actually, but I so I could be wrong. But I think that we tend to assume that our clients remember things that we've said in the past, that they read every email that we've ever sent. They've already scoped our website and they understand our process because we have this idea in our mind that someone comes into our universe, either in real life or online, and they start at point A and then we bring them to point B where they opt into the emails. And then they, point C is where they read the emails and point D is where they click the button and point you know, E, F, G, all of these little stations along the way where we bring them to the point where they book a call or they buy a product or they enroll for a program, whatever that is. And we have this idea of what that little map is going to look like, that progression is going to look like. And we just get so tunnel vision on that that we don't even think about the messy scribble squiggly line that a lot of people are coming around. We've never planned for it. Like they found us from a friend of a friend who forwarded an email, but they're not on the list yet. Then they go to the website and they're trying to find a button, but they're not really sure. And then they just email you from the contact me here. And they actually don't know anything about what you do but somebody else told them that you'd be perfect for them. So they're just reaching out cold. Like think about all of these different scenarios that can happen because humans and life and take into account that they probably don't know as much as you think they do about what you do and how you do it and what your process is like. And they want to be reassured more and more and more that it's going to be so easy for them and that they can do it. It's going to be so simple. I'm going to guide you every step of the way. I got you. I know exactly what's going to come up for you. And I've already anticipated it. You don't need to 
even concern yourself with all of the variables. I got you so streamlined. It's handled. Click here. (laughs) That's what I I want all of your marketing to sound like because you just never know where people are coming from and where they're jumping in into your orbit. And I would love you to err on the side of assuming that they don't know anything about what you do and you're just educating them for the first time every time and keeping it super simple. That's my rant for today, I guess. As the girl whose hair is falling out, and I swear I am going to solve this problem, and I am going to take my client up on her offer to help me with it, but I had to really work through some mental drama along the way. And as always, I thought I would take you on that journey (laughs) of the drama a little bit so that you can use this experience to make your offers even better for your people, make it even simpler and clearer for them, and um, know that Sometimes people lose their hair (laughs) two to three months after a certain virus of somehow that also just feels pertinent to the conversation. Okay, signing off for today. I will see you back here same time, same day next week, my friend. My friend, does growing your business over the summertime, the busiest three months of the year seem possible to you? How about if I tell you, you can do it in five to 10 hours each week? Uh, Yeah, I thought that would get your attention. Great. Behind the scenes here at the Profitable Nutritionist headquarters, we have been planning something really big for you. In fact, this is something we've never done before, a live challenge all about efficiency, time management, and delegating. The challenge officially starts on Monday, May 13th, and my friend, you are invited. During our five days together, plus some extras that I'm keeping as a surprise for now, you are actually going to be getting access to completely updated, brand new paid content from inside the Profitable Nutritionist program. And in this content, I teach you exactly how to structure your work for the next 90 days, including exactly what to focus on and how to lay out your calendar and your to-do list so it all gets done. We actually do an entire day's training on how to retrain your brain to procrastination-proof your top priority tasks. Those are the ones that make you the most money in the shortest amount of time, by the way. (laughs) Yes, you will walk away from this totally free challenge with a rock-solid plan for June, July, and August, all plugged in to a color-coded calendar system that is the stuff dreams are made of. The challenge is called Summertime 2.0. Again, it's brand new material to get you out of overwhelm so you can cruise into the busiest time of year feeling organized and focused while your business bank account balance just climbs up and up and up, hopefully while you are poolside or beachside. (laughs) I've taught free trainings before, but what I've never done is combine it with live Q&A, implementation sessions, coaching calls, and done-for-you resources. My friend, this is a totally different experience than anything we've ever done before. That is what you are getting in Summertime 2.0. I'm holding nothing back. Remember, this is actual paid content from inside my program, which you get a sneak peek into for five days straight. The dates are May 13th to the 19th. You are going to learn everything you need to know about time management, prioritizing, creating time boundaries, how to say no to people and opportunities that are costing you money in your business, and how to actually stick to your calendar and finish your to-do list each week including live Q&A with me where you can ask all of your questions. So do I have you sold? I sure hope so. (laughs) To register for the challenge, go to theprofitablenutritionist.com slash time, T-I-M-E. 
Remember, we officially start on May 13th. It goes through May 17th, but there are a few pre-party happenings going on. So make sure you register right now and don't miss out. The challenge is brand new material delivered in a completely new way that is going to have you loving the boring topic of time management. I promise. (laughs) And the best part is it's totally free. Register right now at theprofitablenutritionist.com slash time.